Can you believe it? We are now down to just three days before Christmas. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. It's been quite a busy week. Hard to believe three days from now we celebrate Christmas. It has been a busy week for me. I've been spending a lot of time over in Okeechobee. A matter of fact, this broadcast is coming to you from Okeechobee. But somehow I need to take some time away. You know, it would be nice if I could find a little time to to buy my wife a Christmas gift. I plan on doing that maybe tomorrow, if if time allows. It's been a wonderful and busy time, and, and I'm doing my best to get into the Christmas spirit No matter what Dr. Fauci says, the doom and gloom from the President of the United States, it's like they want to ruin Christmas. It's like the world is trying to destroy your happiness, trying to take away your freedom, trying to make you feel miserable about being with anybody to see anybody during this very special time of the year. We need to learn to be overcomers, and we need to stop listening to some of the noise that's out there that tries to keep you in submission to the world. Now today, I have my good friend back on helping out to give me some extra time to get some of the work done that needs to be done. And I can't begin to thank Jim Calhoun enough for all that he's done during this extremely busy time in trying to keep the radio program going, the other work going, and everything that's just on in our world. Now, I'll be back tomorrow with a very special program and again on Friday, but I want Jim to take the microphone and share from his heart to yours. And many of you have thanked me for having Jim on. So once again, Jim, I can't thank you enough and welcome to the microphone again for the program Truth to Ponder. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. What a wonderful season Christmas is. And we have lots to be thankful for. Now, I know we just got done with Thanksgiving, but I think that all of the holiday season, whether it be Thanksgiving or Christmas, I think it's a season of thanks. We have to be thankful to Almighty God. We have to be thankful for everything He's doing for us and has already done for us. And also, we have to be thankful for what He's going to do for us. Now, as this Christmas season rolls around, I just can't help but think of Christmas 1940. Now, I wasn't alive back then, and lots of the listeners were not, but most of their parents were, and their grandparents probably were for sure. And Christmas of 1940 was the last Christmas we had before World War II. And really, since then, the world has changed so much that that pre-war Christmas of 1940 was the last, what I would consider, normal Christmas that this country had as far as being relatively innocent, as far as being on the world stage. Yes, we were on the world stage in World War I, but we were not a major player in World War I. We did help tip the tide toward the Allies for victory, but World War II saw the United States emerge as a superpower. And so 1940 you could say that the United States was not a superpower. And now, I don't think we are again. I think we've squandered 
all of our opportunities. When I say we, I'm no, I don't mean we the people. The idiots that we have in Washington, D.C., both Republican and Democrat, I am so unimpressed with the leadership that we have. And they're not leaders at all. I really don't know what you would call them. Parasites is probably the closest I can get. And I know that's very mean, but they seem to just want to take all of our money. But anyway, getting back to Christmas 1940, the world was apprehensive. We knew there was trouble in the wind. The Imperial Japanese had already invaded China in 1937. And of course, in 1940, there was already hostilities in Europe. But the whole world was apprehensive because the world knew something was going to happen, something big. And the world was bracing itself during that Christmas of 1940. And I really do feel that we are in that same kind of a time period. I feel that we have things coming very soon that are not going to be very good for us. We may not be heading into the tribulation, but I think we are heading towards a tribulation. But it might end up being the tribulation. I'm not sure. So I kind of know what my parents and grandparents felt back all those years ago as the clouds of war were gathering all over the world. But right now we have clouds of war between China and Taiwan. And we have clouds of war with Russia and Ukraine, Israel and Iran, Pakistan and India, India and China. Kind of bleak. But during the holiday season of 1940, The people had hope because in 1940, the United States was still a God-fearing nation. God was still in the public schools. God was in our government. The churches were vibrant. Now, I'm not saying that everyone was a Christian or everyone was a believer, because that's not true. But the vast majority were. And we fast forward to 2021. And we see the same type of war clouds over the horizon. And on top of that, you see the tyranny and all the tyrants. Everywhere you look, there's a tyrant. Overturn a rock in your yard and there's, and you'll probably find a tyrant hiding under your rock because they're everywhere. We have the mask police and the COVID police, the COVIDians. We have all these people that They're just jackbooted thugs. They just can't wait to jump you and tell you how awful you are because you happen not to have a disease and you're you're healthy. And never in history have we ever quarantined healthy people. But it's not about health. It's not about quarantining people to help other people. That's that's all a lie. All this tyranny just boils down to control. And ultimately They're after all of our property. They want our land. They want our cars. They want our houses. They want our children. They want us. There's been some things leaked from Canada as far as their parliament that they had most of what they're doing right now planned out in October of 2020. Think about that. October of 2020, they knew 
there was going to be certain supply shortages and they knew that there was going to be spikes in the so-called breakthrough cases because they planned for it. I saw a document published October 14th of 2020 that was written by a member of the Canadian Parliament and he was trying to blow the whistle right then and he gave the game plan and that game plan was published. It definitely was and I've seen it. And so, as we go into this Christmas, we have that same feeling. And we have to ask ourselves, how can we get through this Christmas without having our joy stolen, without being so apprehensive, without being afraid? And I've really been praying about that, and I've been pondering it, considering it. I really do believe that we got through World War II with faith and with prayer. And just because our country right now seems to be openly satanic, I don't see any other way to put it. Just because that seems to be the case, I would feel that God probably is not blessing the United States like he once did. I don't know how he could with the abortion on demand and all the things that are happening. And us Christians who have let this happen, we do share some of the guilt. We tried to stand up. We tried to stop it. But maybe we didn't stand up soon enough or strong enough. I don't know. But the answers that I've found, for me personally, I want to share with you because I think they're answers that everybody can use. Now, just because we have a society that's neglected to add God to their daily life, well, that's them, and we're us. The Christians have to know that just like they did way back, way back with the first Christians where they had to meet in the catacombs and they had to not openly worship because they would have been fed to the lions. Christians have gone through lots of persecution. But through the grace of God and the power of God is a faith, the Christian faith, has prevailed. And we still will prevail. But the thing that I have found that I think that we all should do, and I say this every time I'm on Truth to Ponder, I say lean on your faith. And I truly believe that's what we need to do. And I've talked several shows back about forming Christian communities, getting together and putting God first and helping our fellow Christians and simply walk away and ignore the satanic corporate takeover of the world. Now, I know you can't ignore it. You can't stick your head in the sand because it's going to come knocking at your door Now, I hope not, but it seems that that's the case. If you live in Canada or Australia or New Zealand or the United Kingdom, it's already been to your door. The stories coming out of Australia and New Zealand and Canada and the United Kingdom are frankly just nauseating. And what's really sick 
is that the United States is one step behind them, but going the same direction. But it's all a mindset. We can look at this during this Christmas season and maybe lose our joy. We may be so afraid that we don't look at the big picture. And I, for one, like to look at the big picture. If you read the Bible, you know that ultimately God is in control and God wins. Satan is cast to this earth knowing that he only has but a short time. And he's angry. The wrath of Satan is everywhere. And the wrath of God is going to be coming down on people that have forsaken him and have mocked him. I would not want to be those that have mocked God. I wouldn't want to be in their number. But the Bible talks about the separation of the sheep and the goats. That's happening right now, right before our eyes. We are seeing prophecy fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And as a Christian, that does not make me scared. That gives me hope. I've always known in my heart that the Bible is real, that the Bible is the Word of God. I don't have to be one of those that's reassured all the time. I made up my mind a long time ago, and I've never wavered. And as I watch these prophecies being fulfilled, it just makes my faith stronger. It doesn't make me feel real comfortable physically sometimes, or mentally. But I know ultimately, things are going to be okay. I may not live to see it, but maybe my children or grandchildren or their children will live to see it. But it's what we do right now. Because, folks, I think we're at a crossroads this Christmas of 2021. I think we have an opportunity to set things right in our own lives and in our own communities. I don't think it's hopeless. Now, I think that if things get biblical as far as the book of Revelation, if we do enter the Great Tribulation, then we're going to see some things that we don't want to see, and we're going to experience things we don't want to experience. But God laid out his plan, and we've known for a couple thousand years of what God's ultimate plan is. He told us. And so we shouldn't be surprised when things befall us or things are putting our, put in our way. And the Bible states that for Christ, we will be hated because the world hated him first. And we have to come to grips with that, understand what that means to us on a personal basis. And if you're one of those people that loses their faith, if your neighbor ridicules you or a friend says, I don't want to be your friend anymore because I don't like Christians. If you're that weak in the faith that you say, okay, well, I'll quit being a Christian then because I want to be your friend. You need to rethink that. Because ultimately, I think what's going to come out of this, I think it's going to be bad. I really do. But I think on the other end, those that make it through are going to be so strong in their faith and I think that the world will be a better place, especially if Jesus comes, it'll be a better place. That's what needs to happen. That's what I want to happen. 
But if we're not entering the great tribulation and we're just in a period, and just a period of tribulation, then I think we're going to work through this and actually be stronger as a Christian community than before all of this happened. I know that I'm giving kind of a mixed message here, kind of melancholy, kind of an anti-Christmas message, and I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to ground where I'm going to take this show. And so you understand that I know that there's problems. And so I can sit here all show and just say, well, pray to God and he'll come in and everything will be great and everything will be okay and nothing's going to harm you. It doesn't work that way. But what we do have control over is our own attitudes and our own thought patterns and our activities, our daily activities. All of that is ours. And we can control that. The last couple shows I've been talking about grabbing the rudder of your life and steering your life the direction you need to steer it. And I'm going to just stick with that same topic for just a second. Yes, we have to steer our own lives. There's problems over at the Russian-Ukraine border. But there's problems across the street. And some people have problems right inside their own houses. So if we take care of what we can take care of and strengthen things from the inside out, internalize first. Strengthen yourself with prayer. If you're not a Christian, if you don't know Jesus, that's your first place to start. Get to know Jesus. Make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. If Jesus is already your personal Lord and Savior, I'm trying not to be blunt, but act like he is. Don't live in a spirit of fear. Don't say that by his stripes you're healed, and then you can't wait to put on your second or third mask, one over the other. You have to try to look at things kind of through God's eyes. God tells us to fear not, but yet what are we doing as a society? We're terrified. The Bible says, by his stripes we are healed, but yet we act like every little sniffle is going to kill us. There's a time for fear. There's a time for concern. There's a time for everything. There's a season for everything. And I personally feel that God is putting it on my heart to tell everybody that now is the season of gathering. Now is the season of healing. Now is the season of stiffening your resolve. Now is the season to take charge of your life and take charge of your community? Because if we don't do that, if we're just like a leaf blowing around in the wind, then possibly someone else is going to take control of our life, whether it be through slavery, which I do think is possible. This great reset that the Davos group and all these people have, it's not good for us. Ultimately, we will be slaves. This universal income, you will own nothing and be happy. You might say, oh, well, they're just saying that. They're just talking. No, they're not. They're dead serious. And that's another thing we all need to do. 
we need to understand that just because we've looked at these people and they're they're just fools, we think they're stupid. They're fools, but they're not stupid. They do have a plan, and they all walk in lockstep to put their plan into place. And so far, everything they said they were going to do, they've done. And if you think they're just going to stop and say, okay, we got enough, you're wrong. They're not going to stop until they are stopped. And the only way that we can stop them without violence is to stop them by making them irrelevant. You know, I'm a free American. I've never worn a mask. I've never had a COVID test. Because I'm free. I don't give anyone the ability to take my rights away. Because my rights were given to me by Almighty God. And God gave me an immune system. And, boy, you're pretty irresponsible going around without a mask. Well, why should I wear a mask? I'm healthy. When in history have healthy people had to do things that jeopardize their health? And since when does everybody have to know everyone else's medical records? That's just wrong on every level. So I've determined that I'm going to base my life in what I think is common sense and in faith and in truth. And I hope to be a shining example to some people that might be wavering. That yes, you can and must take control of your life. Don't let people set all your agendas. Don't let anyone shake your faith or don't let anyone ruin the life that God has intended for you at this time. I really truly feel that God has put us on this planet for this time. I was in a massive car wreck. I should have died. It's been about 12 years ago. There's no medical reason that I'm alive. At minimal, I should have been a quadriplegic. It was a bad wreck. I broke 30-some bones on the right side of my body, 11 vertebrae. Major, major damage. But I never had any punctures. The doctor came in and said, you're one of the few people that your body worked as it was designed. He said your skeletal system protected your internal organs. And since I'm in pretty good physical shape, he said the muscles held the bones together. He said it's very rare that all that comes together with the breakage that I had. You don't have a bone stray into a lung or another vital organ. But I was asking myself for years, why did I get spared? Why me? And over the last year and a half, God has been putting it on my heart that I was saved and I'm alive for this time. And so I'm just being obedient. I wasn't looking for a radio career, not a bit. I dabbled in some internet radio, but as far as making it a career and being a guest host on Truth to Ponder, and I'm soon to be broadcasting on WRMI, And it looks like, and I'm going to be covering a large part of the world with my show. And that's just God. God is moving mightily in my life. But he's also showing me 
that there's lots of smoke and mirrors. Now, if you remember the movie, The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy always had the power to go home. She didn't need the magic slippers. She didn't need them at all. She had the power all along. That whole movie culminated with Dorothy knowing that she had the power all along to go back home to Kansas. But Dorothy did not know that. So she had to deal with all sorts of evil things that happened to her in that movie. But you know, I think God is putting it on my heart that I have the power and that you have the power and that as Christians, we have the power to control or stop what's going on. First of all, we have to quit complying. Why would you comply with something that takes away your rights? Because God gave you those rights. Those rights were not given to you by man. Your rights were given to you by Almighty God. They're not going to take my salvation. Are you going to give them your salvation? No. I would hope not. So why would you give in and give these people some of your rights? They don't belong to them. They don't belong to us to give away because God gave them to us. We have them. We have them in our possession by the power of Almighty God. And so I'm not going to give them up. I'm going to live my life the best I can, the way God intended me to. And I'm not trying to say that I'm brave, because I'm not. I'm not trying to say I'm smart, because I'm not. I'm just an average guy. I'm about as average as you can get. But I have resolve. I've made up my mind. I never let them push me very much in the first place. Oh, I did lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. We're coming up on year three of flattening the curve. It's never going to flatten. This is never going to go away. They say that maybe it'll come back to normal if we do the jab, If come back to normal if we wear masks. Folks, it's never going back to normal because they're creating a brand new normal for us. But you see, that's where our attitude has to come in. We also have the power to create the world we want to live in. We do not have to live in the world that they are creating for us. The world they're creating is ugly, and it's dark, and it's horrible, and I'm not going to live there. But I'm going to live my life as fear-free as I can. I'm going to rely on my faith. I'm going to rely on God to protect me. He always has. I'm going to serve Almighty God. I'm not going to serve these tyrants, because that's one thing I can't do. I can't unmake what God made of me just can't do it. It's not in me. And thank you, Jim, for helping me out so far today. We need to take a break here in just a moment. I want to take just a little time to thank all of you that have been writing me to let me know what station you're listening to the program on. Now, I've got some exciting news regarding shortwave. We've added another airing. Now, granted, it's two in the morning Eastern time, but that's 11 o'clock on the West Coast. And hopefully over the next couple of months, we'll be adding even more airtime that you can hear the program on shortwave. But if you are listening to the broadcast, would you let me know what station, 
the time of day and and the frequency, if you know it, and, and roughly where do you live? In other words, do you live in California? Do you live in New York, Ohio, wherever? Just let me know, even if it's just the state. And you can do that by sending me an email at bob at truth2ponder.com. That is bob at truth2ponder.com. And I'll say this again. I'm not trying to develop an email list. I will not be sending you a bunch of emails and, and solicitations or anything. I may have a chance to respond to you to thank you, but I'm not trying to build up an email list. So that is my pledge to you. But for those that can help us pay for the airtime, would you consider helping us out before the end of the month so we can go into January with that month covered? If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And the city is Crestview, Florida. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code 32536. That zip code again in Crestview, Florida is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Jesus was born before Christ. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, I know it would make perfect sense to think that Jesus was born at the zero point of history where BC and AD meet because our years are counted from his birth, but it's not true. Jesus was born BC. Might be hard to believe, but Jesus was definitely born before Christ. How do you know? Well, we know through the writings of the ancient Jewish historian Josephus that Herod the Great died in the year 4 BC. So Messiah had to be born BC, before Christ, no later than the year 4 BC. How did it happen? Well, the monk who made it all up made a mistake. He missed the boat by at least four years. So whatever year you think it is, it's really four years ahead. So Jesus was born before Christ. What does that mean to you? A lot. You see, Jesus always has two birthdays. When he was born and when he's born to you. And Christmas isn't complete if it only celebrates one birthday when he was born. It's only complete when it celebrates also his other birthday when he was born to you. Because he was born to be born to you. He was born to be born in you and to give you the new birth. When you, like the Jewish Virgin Miriam, Mary, open your heart, you receive the light, the redemption, the joy that's waiting to come in. If you can only speak about his birth in Bethlehem and not his birth in your life, then for you, it's still BC and he hasn't come at all because Messiah was born BC. Jesus was born before Christ. So celebrate not the birthday of the Lord, but celebrate the birthdays of the Lord and let your life change from BC to AD because all the children of heaven have to learn that the Lord, like them, has two births. Want more? Ask for AD. Now, how often do you get something offered to you? Priceless, wonderful, life-changing, and free. Here goes right now. Sapphires. It's as precious as it sounds. Guaranteed to help give you a life and walk of joy and victory. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's priceless. It's free. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to join with me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples 
on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 Lodi, New Jersey 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah or HaOlam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for Wednesday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Once again, I just want to remind you, if you do listen on shortwave, to take the time to let me know. And for those that have not visited the website in recent weeks, why not pay a visit to truth2ponder.com. That's truth2ponder.com. Now, here's the schedule for the remainder of this week. I'll be back tomorrow with a full and very special program, catching up on the news before we Take a little break for Christmas. You see, on Friday and uh, the weekend, I plan on getting away from the hard news and share some, some encouragement for this most holy and wonderful time of the year. And I hope that you'll enjoy the programs that I'm putting together. Then we'll be back on Monday again with uh, some more news and updates and, and kind of wrap up the year that we've gone through Kind of walk from January to the end of the year and see how many things we discussed on this program that actually came true as we thought they might. And this program is about news, information, but most important, it is about encouragement and it's about building up the body of Christ on this earth. And as we get into the year 2022, I'm going to be spending a lot more time talking about how we can overcome all this evil in the world today. I've said it before, we're not going to fix it at the ballot box. I've been trying to do that for 50 years, and look where we are today. Things might get a little better. We need to have a plan for being consistent on our faith and not being shut down again. And we'll get into those stories uh, as we get into 2022. Right now, we go back to the program and our guest host, Jim Calhoun. Well, thanks again, Bob. I really do appreciate you letting me guest host on Truth to Ponder, and I'm really happy to be helping you with your projects. Because if I was down in Okeechobee, I'd be handing Bob some screwdrivers and scratching my head and wondering what he's doing. (laughs) I tell you, he is absolutely a genius as far as I'm concerned with electronics, and it just amazes me his knowledge. And I've seen pictures of the transmitter. I'm so happy because that's the transmitter that's going to take truth to ponder to a whole other level. And that's the transponder that I'm going to use for my show, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, to grow it to where I have more of a worldwide audience. Now, my show is pretty much about survival right now. Originally, I wanted to help people learn how to get off-grid and save some money on their electricity bills. But we've gone so far beyond that. When you have people that are threatening to shut off people's power and cut off any of their pensions or any government assistance, tell them they can't come into a grocery store and buy groceries, things are kind of out of hand. And so 
My show, The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, has turned into more of a survival show. I still give tips about creating your own power, but God has put it on my heart that there's lots of people out there that possibly need to get this information. And so I'm happy to be on the same transmitter with Bob, and we're talking to other broadcasters. I know Bob is helping several broadcasters, and he's been in broadcasting for so long that he knows almost everybody out there. And I can't speak for Bob Bierman, but this is what God has put on my heart, that Bob is building something that's much bigger than him. He's building something that won't be a network. It won't be rivaling anybody. That's not what he's trying to do. But he's trying to be a beacon of truth. And I really do believe that all of Bob's efforts are going to help lots of people. And so we need to keep praying for Bob Bierman. We need to keep supporting him. I know that he asks for support on every show. You have to realize that Bob is just trying to cover expenses. And your support would be very much appreciated. Well, I said during the first half of the show that I wanted to head things in a more positive note. And I can't think of anything more positive than to give you an example of a community that has come together and has become self-sufficient and has done exactly what I think needs to be done. Now, are they a Christian community? Most of them are. Most of the businesses, all of them that I talked to, they didn't have to tell me they were Christians. I could tell because they had God's spirit all over them. But this little town is in central Nebraska. It's called Stapleton. And they're the perfect example of what I think we need to be doing as Christians. There's just a little over 700 people in the entire county. And there's only 301 people live in this town. Only 83 families. If you start thinking about that, 301 people, that's not very many people. But when COVID-19 hit, all of the businesses had to make up their mind about something. And so they got together and they decided that COVID-19 was not going to close their businesses. You might say, well, what kind of businesses can you have in a town of 301 people? It'll surprise you. Very good businesses. And it's just an average town, just a working man's town. It's not a resort town whatsoever. Farming and ranching and just and blue-collar workers. That's the people who live in that whole county. But they got together, and they came up with some ideas and some plans, and they decided to unite with one goal. And that goal is, is if everyone had to be locked down inside that town, they wanted that town to be self-sufficient. That is the kind of forward positive thinking that the United States needs right now. Matter of fact, the whole world needs to use this model. Because I'm so impressed by the people of Stapleton, Nebraska, and the businesses there, and the attitude, and the planning, and to see the results of what they've done is just amazing. I'm going to take you on a little trip to that town, because I had to do my banking in that town, because my bank branch closed down, and I don't want to do internet banking. I don't like it. I've never had good luck with it. In the nearest branch of this little bank, which is also a very small community-minded bank, happens to be in Stapleton. So I had to make up my mind, do I change banks or do I drive the 50-mile round trip to go make my deposits? I decided I would give it a try, 
drive up to Stapleton and really check it out and see what they had. And that way, when I went up to put my deposits in, I could also do some other business to kind of cover my gas and my time. And what I found absolutely astounded me. The absolute professionalism, the unity was like I haven't seen for years. And this little town has a chamber of commerce. You wouldn't think a town of 301 would have a chamber of commerce, but they do. It's very active. And they do all sorts of planning on how to keep their town from dying. And the town has a nice grocery store, and it's a cooperative grocery store that a lot of the families in that town got together and opened this grocery store. And anyone that walks in can buy shares to this grocery store. Then if they make money, you'll get a dividend check at the end of the year. So you can invest in this little town if you want to. And a lot of people have. It's got a very nice grocery store. It's not huge, but it's got everything you need. And it's got one of the best coffee shops anywhere. Great coffee. The building's nice, too. But what's better than all of that, it's the people. The positive, cheerful people that are in that store want to be in that store because all of them know they're helping to save their little town by keeping that store going. And then next door, you have the creative printers. And that's a print shop that's had to change through the years, still does newspapers, prints a couple newspapers for some small towns nearby. All sorts of very high-quality printing and a very nice selection of greeting cards and novelty gifts. And then in the back, she has two businesses that support local-made products. There's a winery close by and a distillery, and so she carries their products. And then there's a brewery down the road, and she carries their products. And she has gift sets and all sorts of things. Very classy, very well done. You wouldn't expect that in a small little town. Next door is a hardware store. It's called Fry's General Store. Very, very nice people. Good Christian people. And the owner of Fry's happens to be the head of the Chamber of Commerce. And she told me a lot about what the town has done and what they're doing. They welcome me with open arms. Welcome to our community. Just because I go up there and going to deposit some money now and again, I've been accepted 100%. Right from day one, they told me I could write checks or do anything I want right there in that town. Right from the first time I walked in and talked to them, they said I could open an account there. I could write checks. They trusted me because they deal in trust. A throwback to when a handshake meant something, when a man's word was his bond. That's what this town goes by. They still live that way. Matter of fact, when I went to hand my driver's license for a check I'd written over across the street at the feed bunk, which is a feed store, I bought some feed for my cows. I went to hand her my driver's license. She said, I don't need that. And I said, oh, I'd rather have you write the information down. And she looked at me and said, I've never done that yet, and I'm not about to start. I said, yes, ma'am. There's lots to be said about a community that actually trusts. The trust there is just absolutely phenomenal. And the Feed Bunk is a wonderful store. I found some very good products there. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy all of my animal feed from the Feed Bunk. They had some brand names I'd never used before, never even seen them before. And I checked it out, and... They were a lot better than what I've been feeding my animals, and so I switched. So now I'm going to bank in this town, and I'm going to buy all my feed in that town. I'm going to buy groceries in that town. I support another small town's grocery store as well, and I'm going to buy some hardware up there, 
and I'm going to have my books printed at the Creative Printers. And there were two or three other businesses I didn't have time to walk in. But here's this little town. All the businesses are clean. They're well-stocked. The businesses are owned and operated by some very good Christian people. I don't think they purposely had a Christian community in mind. They just wanted to serve their local community. There just happens to be a lot of Christians in that community. They are a shining light and a great example to what can happen if a group of people can get together. Now, this is only 301 people. And in this little community, I could get by. I could survive and only use the businesses in this community. They have done it. They are self-sufficient with only 301 people. I don't have the website URL with me because I'm recording in a different studio. And I left that information at the other studio. But if you just do a web search for Stapleton, Nebraska Chamber of Commerce, check them out. This little town is awesome. The people are great. I'm not trying to do an infomercial. I don't want you to move there. But I think you should use them as a model. If you're trying to build a Christian community where you're trying to serve a group of Christians, whether it be grocery stores or hardware or what have you, I can't think of a better example than Stapleton, Nebraska. And it just shows you what can happen when a group of people get together and decide to do something positive. But I think it's time that we as Christians did start our own alternative societies. I'm not talking about compounds. I'm not talking about cults. But we have the ability. We have the strength. We have the numbers. We have the faith. We have the intelligence. We don't need these people. They're telling us loud and clear they do not want us. The only way they want us is changed. In some, in some cases, probably dead. I don't wish death on anyone. I just think they should just leave us alone. If they don't like me, if they don't like Christians, if they don't like, they don't like people that trust in God for their healing, if they don't like that, well, I'm sorry, that's who I am. It's their problem if they don't like it. Because I don't go tell anybody else that they have to rely on God. I tell them they should, but I don't tell them they have to. And so we have this bunch of tyrants running around. And you can laugh at them and say, oh, they're a bunch of tin gods and a bunch of despots and reprobates and whatever you want to call them. But they do have power right now. They have armies. They have their finger on the nuclear arsenals. It's not good. We don't sit, as far as humanity goes, we're sitting in a very lousy position. But mankind, since the fall of Adam, has been kind of lousy. But there's so much hope. There's so many things we can do. If I can just encourage a handful of listeners to understand what I'm trying to say, is that if we take the bull by the horns and steer our own lives and fellowship with like-minded people and let the people in your life go that hate God, the ones that do not agree with your lifestyle, the ones that think that you're stupid because you don't do everything that Dr. Fauci tells you to do, it's time to leave those people. We're almost into year three. 
And it's obvious that they've been lying to us. It's very, very obvious. And if it's not obvious to you by now, if you still say, well, Dr. Fauci's probably a nice guy, well, then you probably have been blinded. Whether you blinded yourself or God has sent you a delusion or you're brainwashed, I don't know. But it's time to walk away from these people. It's time to trust. It's time to step out on the sea and trust. And trust in God. And trust in God's people. And yes, I know there's charlatans out there. There's people that claim to be pastors that aren't. I personally know several pastors who are not saved. Do I think they're pastors? No. Do they call themselves pastors? Yes. But that's between them and Almighty God. But we need to have Bible-believing, Christ-centered teaching. And we need to surround ourselves with people that understand that and people that know the faith. We need to be with our brothers and sisters right now because we're all family. And as we come into this Christmas, we have to understand that in 1940, this country was more of a family than it is right now. And so we have to come together as a family and do things as a family and meet this as a family, meet these problems head on as a family. If we stay out and we're divided, we're going to get picked off one by one. And so I encourage everyone out there this Christmas season, reach out, reach out as much as you can to other people who are like-minded, who are Christians. You do realize that all the tyrants and all these oligarchs and all these satanic people, the reprobates, nothing that they're doing is positive. Nothing. And so we have to gravitate towards people who are positive and people who are forward-thinking, looking into the future, meeting people's needs. These businesses have no plans on closing. The businesses I've talked about plan to stay in business, and they will. So I've been at this radio for quite a while now telling people they need to start unifying and get together and start bartering and find people they can do business with. And then God put it on my heart to go check this town out. And I think I was supposed to see this town. And I think I was supposed to see how it operated. And it lets me know that there is normal out there. Stapleton, Nebraska is pre-COVID normal. It just is. The people go about their lives in a normal way. So those of you who are waiting for normal to come back, it's not going to come back on its own. You're going to have to make it come back. You're going to have to make a new normal. Or you're going to have to recreate the normal you once had. Don't wait for society to do it, because society is not going to go back to normal. And we're not going to be able to take everybody with us. The people that are anti-God, the ones that mock Jesus, this may sound mean, but, but in my opinion, we shouldn't want them anyway. I really do believe that God is separating the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the tares. And I know in my heart that God is going to watch over his children. And as Christians, if we unite and we come together, We take control of our own lives and our own communities and stop living in a spirit of fear. It's a mindset, and it's a decision. And we all need to make that decision 
to make life the way it should be, not the way they're trying to push it at us. And before my time is done in this show today, I want everybody out there this Christmas season to do one thing for me. I would like each one of you to find some people who are living in fear. Find some people that aren't coping very well with all the lockdowns and they feel isolated. Since I started doing this radio show, I've been getting dozens of reports of people that are so scared they won't leave their house. They bought all of the lies of mainstream media and Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates and the illegitimate President Biden. They bought all the lies. They've bought into the fear. Some of them we're not going to be able to help. Some of them are just going to be stuck with their fear. But we can't assume that. We have to reach out and at least try to help as many people as we can. I've heard of several people that, I've heard of several people that can just barely function. Maybe they can feed themselves and that's about all they can do. Literally. They can't function. They can't work anymore. They can't drive anywhere. They can't go anywhere. I think it would be a very wonderful Christmas gift to the world if we, the community of Truth to Ponder, which if you want to look at it, we are kind of a community. If we as a community step out on the sea and start being shining examples and start helping some of these people that, through no fault of their own, have either been brainwashed or they've just been terrified into their thought patterns, they think everything's hopeless, they're just waiting to die. And I'm talking about people in their 20s. I'm talking about some younger people. There's a 93-year-old man that is so terrified to leave his house, he literally has not been out of his house other than one trip to a doctor in two years. 93 years old, was very active, still as active as he can be, being shut in his house. He is so terrified that when he comes to the door, he will hold his hand in front of his mouth. He'll put papers in front of his mouth. If he's got something in his hand, he'll cover his face. So you're talking to the back of his hand or you're talking to a newspaper. He is terrified. That's no way to live. This nice man lives to be 93 and he spends his final years in fear. That's very sad. And so this Christmas season, let's spread some real Christmas cheer. But better than that, let's spread some real Christian love. So I'm going to ask all the listeners of Truth to Ponder, this Christmas season, let's give the world a gift. Let's give the world the gift of our time and of our concern and a gift of our love. If just one person is helped from what I just said, if we can take one person whose life is just miserable right now, if we can help turn that life around, then it's worth it. But I have a feeling that the listeners of Truth to Ponder can make a big difference. I really do believe that. But I want to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas. I really do enjoy coming on Truth to Ponder. I'm very busy. I have projects of my own. I don't need anything to take more of my time. But God has laid it on my heart to help Bob Bierman. And so I'm going to. I'm going to be obedient. And I hope God lays it on your heart to help support this ministry. 
And I hope God lays it on your heart to reach out to people in your community that might be hurting. And I hope that as Christians, we can start coming together and basically canceling the tyrants and canceling the world they're building for us. There's talk about civil war. There's talk about crashing the economy. There's talk about unleashing all sorts of pandemics. I don't want to live in that world, and I'm not going to. As I said earlier, I've never even worn a mask through this whole pandemic thing, nor will I. I just refuse to be a part of it. It's all nonsense. The more you research, the more you know it's nonsense. But there's people out there that are still terrified because they believe everything they've been told. They believe all the lies. So I think that as Christians, it's time we get together. It's time we make a difference. And I want to let you know that I appreciate all the listeners to Truth to Ponder. And I want you to know that I personally appreciate you supporting Bob Bierman, not only financially, but by word of mouth or just by listening to his words. The world needs Bob Bierman right now. Bob might not feel that, but I definitely do. And I know a lot of listeners to Truth to Ponder feel the same way. The world needs his message. The world needs his maturity. The world needs his wisdom. And if I can help in any way, shape, or form to further that cause, then I feel like I'm very blessed and lucky to be a small part of that. And in closing, I'd like to wish all the listeners to Truth to Ponder a very Merry Christmas. And I hope to be back behind this microphone very soon. So again, thanks, Bob, for letting me guest host. And I want to tell everybody out there, replace your fear with faith. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's make this new normal happen. Let's make our world a better place. Once again, Jim, thank you for filling in here today on Truth to Ponder. It's been a great blessing and a help to me. Now, as we come to the end of the year, if you can help us cover the January airtime bills that'll be coming in at the end of the month, would you consider a gift to Truth to Ponder? You can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 3248. And the city is Crestview. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code 32536. That zip code again, 32536. And also, if you'd like, you can actually support us from the website, which is truth and the number two ponder.com. That's truth, the number two ponder.com. Till tomorrow, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.